0: Welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. We are taking it all the way back to 1995 this week. Yeah. Uh, with Seven. Justin, are you excited to talk about this movie?
1: I am. Um, I mean, I'll kind of get this out of the way already. I, I texted I texted you at like 6 o'clock mm-hmm. this morning. I was like, man, I forgot how good this movie was.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think we're going to get into a lot of about that. So that's what's coming. Um, Spoilers for this movie if you haven't seen it but the reason why i'm even saying that because it is older my friend kyle one of our listeners um i was telling him we were reviewing it this week so he watched it for the first time wow what did he think he loved it
1: oh good good good.
0: he said it was less scary than what he had been always been told it was i
1: can absolutely see that spoilers
0: for later on yeah we'll see yeah uh but uh kind of some show news notes um get this out of the way instead of always being at the back end we are pushing back the outlast 2 review until the end of june and moving up house of the devil and insidious reviews um because justin mentioned i think last week that he will be in california for summer games fest
1: yes yeah i'm okay to say i'm not okay to say what i'm doing there yes i am there yes
0: uh and so we're just gonna have a bunch of movies kind of coming up for you but that way uh, everything stays on schedule. Nothing gets rushed, and we get able to give Shannon's Forest Entry its due.
1: Yeah, and we also need to reach out to Shannon to see if she wants to come on and do that with us.
0: We do, we do. I will add that to my notes. But uh, Justin, with all the kind of business out of the way, what's been new with you, man? What are you watching? What are you playing?
1: Um,
0: are you able s- to sleep?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> No, I really I'm it's I really feel it this week. I mean, I told you what happened to me like 2 yeah. days ago. Um yeah, it was a little ridiculous, but uh it all came at once. I'll just say that. Um Uh yeah, so I have actually because Clone High is starting up this week or next week. Did you ever watch Clone High? Oh man, it's it's a great uh I believe it was early X, yeah, it was 20 years ago, early two thousands cartoon, uh, on adults on adult swim, I think Okay. back during their like heyday of like amazing cartoons. Uh, so I started rewatching the original series, which you can't stream anywhere. And I think it's because they never up it. So it's like four eighty ADP, but it, I, I, I just found a decent copy online. I've been watching it. It looks fine. Uh, so I've been rewatching clone high, okay. um, it definitely did not age well as uh i'm not surprised i also started rewatching undergrads because of this okay have you ever seen undergrads nope <laughs> oh my god man okay i'm gonna send you some trailers after i okay. mean it probably won't lo- i mean it's not gonna look good now but if man <laughs> oh man great show great 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 shows uh they don't they did not age well neither of them so i will warn you uh a bit that content um,
0: wise yeah oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely
1: um back when uh a lot of people thought it was okay to say basically whatever they wanted (laughs) yeah Yeah. uh yeah um so i've been watching those uh kind of weekly watching uh yellow jackets season two
0: yeah we haven't watched any of that season we need to get back on it
1: it's good i was well, yeah i won't talk about it much obviously okay. i don't want to suppose but yeah it's good
0: we still have to finish the last of us
1: <laughs> jesus christ larry <laughs> uh yeah um what else have I been watching watching barry fantastic show um and then i played some a bunch of zelda over the weekend mm-hmm. and then monday happened and i haven't been able to touch zelda and i probably will not for a few weeks unfortunately which is kind of a bummer i'm not gonna lie for sure um yeah it's kind of a bummer (laughs) um but other than that i cannot talk about what i'm playing and uh that's kind of gonna be a ongoing thing until i get back in june unfortunately Mm -hmm. um yeah what about you there
0: So TV wise, we watched another episode of Chainsaw Man. I think we only have like two episodes left.
1: Um, I gotta get back onto that. I I just don't know. It's really
0: good. I would have already had it done if not waiting for my wife to watch with me. (laughs) She is definitely my mentioning hurdles. I love you, Devin. I know you're sitting behind me. Uh, but yeah, it's great. I gotta finish that. Uh, Movies, uh, seven obviously. I watched Transformers: Dark of the Moon.
1: Uh, which one was that?
0: That is the last Shia LaBeouf one, and the one where Megan Fox isn't in it anymore
1: uh is i only watched the first two
0: so the third one is the last one with like sam witwicky and that kind of stuff um i'm real tired of like michael bay ish stuff i'm very exasperated by it like it's still got some really cool fight scenes the story is kind of dumb but like the fight like the reason why that movie even has any merit is because the fight scenes are really cool But I actually moved up in my watch list, Bumblebee, which I did watch. Um, And that, like, kind of goes back to the 80s, so before all this stuff happens. It's a brand new director.
1: When did that come out? I didn't even know that was a movie.
0: 2019. Oh. Um, But it stars John Cena and Haley Steinfeld. Okay. Um, And I actually really enjoyed that. It wasn't as good as the original Transformers, because I think it has, like, a lot of nostalgia, like, attached onto it. But, like... It wasn't like the michael bay movies it was like a thing all of its own and it was more like a like a a friendship movie between bumblebee and Haley steinfeld like her character charlie okay um and john cena was like the antagonist but like it was because he didn't understand what bumblebee was because when Bumblebee landed he kind of caused a lot of havoc and he was confused but like It felt more like a movie aimed for like kids and parents, and you know what I'm saying. Like, kind of go and enjoy because, especially, especially Dark of the Moon. Like, there was some like really like not hidden like sexual shit, like just thrown all over this movie. Oh, of course. And that was a huge bummer. Um, but the Beast Wars movie coming out next month.
1: Oh man, that Beast Wars cartoon was like my jam as a kid. Oh, me
0: too. It's a sequel to Bumblebee.
1: Oh, okay. So it's like, is it still like in the 80s then?
0: No, it's in the 90s. So like all the characters are different because, I don't want to spoil Bumblebee, but there's a reason why the characters are all different, but there is a time jump too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I actually got the guests to go see it because it's not going to be the Michael Bay stuff. Like watching Bumblebee sold me on it. I like the Transformers movies because of the nostalgia and the toys and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, Bumblebee was like very cute. I think, like, you could watch it with your kids. Like, kind of cute.
1: Yeah. I don't really want to watch it. So, oh, I forgot I watched Jurassic Park with my kids.
0: Oh, that's right. We talked about that.
1: Yeah. Next, apparently, next weekend, they, they agreed they want to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, so.
0: Got to get ready for Indy. He's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Game-wise, I've been staying up on my dailies for the Pokemon trading card game.
1: Isn't that ending soon and turning into, like, Pokemon? This is
0: the new one. Oh, okay. And it, it's a lot better. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I actually really like the new interface. I like the way you're able to like purchase cards instead of having to trade for people who are gouging. Like, I saved up enough of my in-game currency. I put no real money into this, but I was able to save up enough in-game currency to build a new deck. Oh, good. And I, for me, that's what I like. And then over the weekend, I put in an ass load of time into Tears of the Kingdom. And then I had to put it down Sunday because I have Book Club. But I did today finish Popisho, which was uh, Stephen's forced book for Book Club. Uh, This comes out after Book Club. It sucked.
1: I'm assuming, I kind of assume that. uh,
0: (laughs) It literally gave me a headache every single time I read it. The writing was terrible. The story was dumb. I am going into Saturday's book club meeting and normally like when Matt picked uh, or when the P picked Gideon the ninth, like I enjoyed it. I thought the ending was rushed and I was annoyed because he broke one of the rules of not picking a book that starts a series. And oh. as you found out, it starts a quadrilogy or yeah. quadrology. What did,
1: what did they say when you brought that knowledge to them, by the way?
0: Because everybody hates me. They all just said it decided with Matt. So we didn't get the censure him. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh sorry yeah but <laughs> I I'm gonna go into this and kind of ask Stephen why he picked it and if he felt it was representative of the kind of books that he likes because that's the whole point is people are supposed to pick books that they like because even okay. if you're reading a book that like isn't good or you don't like it, at least you're kind of getting a glimpse into what someone else likes, like the books that they enjoy, because I really stick into, like, high fantasy horror. Like, that's, like, my jam.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah.
0: It was not good. And it was, like, almost 500 pages, and it fucking, it was not fun. But uh, now I'm picking back up Well of Ascension by Brandon Sanderson, so I can finish that, so I can finish the Mistborn trilogy. And then I started Dead Until Dark, which is the first Sookie Stackhouse novel, so I have a little bit less than that, yeah. Um, the only other thing is today, Mortal Kombat 1 got announced. Yeah. With a trailer that shocked me for its brutality. Yo,
1: man, it was fucking brutal. Like,
0: I, I waited for Devin to get home, when I showed her on the big TV, the trailer for it. And she's like, oh, it looks really pretty. And then it just...
1: Then it, go, then it happened.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. Um, I was going to talk to you really briefly about it because you were messaging me. About the characters being behind like pre order bonuses and stuff. Yeah. I guess as far as I know, like for the for Injustice Two and the last like two MKs, like that's just how it's been. Like, you can purchase it later if you don't pre order it.
1: That's wild to me though.
0: And there's character what well, and like it's just a character. It's just like a I mean, you don't have it, to have it. It won't no, change I know, but... the storyline or no, I, and I, I understand that. It. It's just so. weird
1: to me that it's, like, Shang son is, like, the villain of MK1. I mean, he might not be this time. You never know. And he hasn't
0: been for a while, either.
1: But it's it's wild to me that they're, like, lore-heavy character mm-hmm. is pre-order bonus.
0: Well, I think I told you last time it was Goro.
1: Yeah, see, I understand Goro more than anything because mm-hmm. is like obviously like he is important to the series which is fine yeah but he's not like he's never like the big bad he's yeah. never like the causality of everything
0: yeah and like I, I told you even before I knew that he was a pre-order bonus that I was going to pre-order this because I know, what, I know what I'm getting from Mortal Kombat I'm getting yeah. an amazing fighting game that I really like and I'll play crazy yeah. when it comes out Um. Shang Tsung is like a cool bonus like, what about that feel... Jean
1: Claude Van Damme skin for Johnny Cage? What? Yeah, that's also didn't see in... that. yeah, yeah. It's like Jean Claude Van Damme as
0: Johnny Cage. That's fucking cool. But like, <laughs> and the thing is, like with with Mortal Kombat DLC, in particular fighter game DLC, like at least you know what you're getting.
1: Yeah. No, and I I understand that. And like oh, like I said, it's Goro is like whatever. That's fine. That'd be yeah. like if they made like scorpion dlc pre-order bonus dlc that's that's fucked up to me i don't know it's just weird to me yeah that they're like one of their like big bads big bads is like oh you can only play them if you give us extra money or extra money or well like it. you said later on you can buy them for oh yeah a I, couple I think
0: bucks. it was like three bucks to buy it later on yeah Oh, I know, there's a part of me that if didn't have the FOMO that I have so bad, that would wait like six months and just get the gold edition and just get all of them included for like half the price. Yeah,
1: because from I'm I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think it might be that new seventy nine ninety nine. <sighs> you think you got a bad dude? Do you know how many? Do you know how much video games are here now? After tax, it's like a hundred and one dollars for a video game.
0: I was already considering buying the Collector's Edition because I want that statue.
1: That statue is fucking amazing.
0: Yeah. So, like, I was already considering doing that. I like I'm going to be getting it on Steam, like, being able to, like, get something physical for it. Because I've gotten the Collector's Edition for the last two Mortal Kombat.
1: Oh, okay. What did they come with?
0: Um, Remember, 11's kind of sucked, but 12 came to the statue that I have somewhere. Somewhere.
1: I, I'm looking up to see... Um, when it comes when you can pre-order it tomorrow oh are you going to do it
0: no wait until june i spent my money for this month already i am a tapped man
1: you know this isn't going to be available in june right
0: and if not then that's what, it, that's okay. what it's meant. i don't
1: even know how much it is
0: i have not looked yet either because i <laughs> i'm guessing like 120
1: guess again for the double that edition, Double that.
0: It's $240 for the collector's edition for MK? (laughs)
1: $249.99.
0: Shut up. Sorry for the typing. Now I have to look at this. Premium edition. Mortal Kombat collector's edition. $250. Well... Sorry, Liu Kang. You will not be joining my statue collection. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. I'm doing the simple version. Yeah. Well, that was easy. Uh, on that bummer of a note, ready to talk about kind of a, a bummer of a movie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's talk seven. Dude. film career uh, and established him as one of the more like iconoclastic Hollywood directors. Okay. He, and the next movies of the next few years that he made the people really know about were the Game, Fight Club, and Panic uh,
1: Room. Oh man, I <laughs> I don't know if it's considered a good movie or bad movie. I remember fucking loving Panic Room. Me
0: too. I I do as well. I I do too. It's, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I do too. The film stars Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, Brad Pitt, all three of them, like, you know, Brad Pitt, Fight Club. uh, More recently, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But he's one of, like, America's, like, big movie stars. Yeah. Then you have Morgan Freeman, who is another one of those, like, big movie stars that we hear. People probably know him from Shawshank Redemption. Uh, He also plays God in Bruce Almighty.
1: Oh, I forgot about that.
0: (laughs) But one of the greatest voices in, like, American yeah, cinema easily. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, she is a good actress, um, but more recently she's kind of gone crazy, and she's selling candles that smell like her vagina and trying to hawk uh, health stuff to people who don't need it.
1: I knew, I couldn't remember, but I remembered she was trying to sell something around her vagina.
0: Yep, it was a candle that smelled oh. like her hoo-ha. So there you go. Shot in a budget of just a Do you 40. know
1: anybody who bought it?
0: No, I considered buying it though. Really? I thought it would be hilarious to have like 50 years from now.
1: I think it would be hilarious to like <laughs> like okay, so like give it as a gift or something. <laughs> or like how <laughs> how <laughs> how does she see herself like what does yeah she exactly like, what do you it smells think like? it smells
0: exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly Fucking i crazy. gotta
1: see how much these things are all
0: right well you're doing that uh it was shot a budget of 33 million dollars and it grossed over 327 million dollars at the box office remember this is for a very hard r rated film with yes. a lot of gore and a lot of religious criticism so that's really crazy Uh, Seven has inspired many filmmakers and is considered influential on crime-based films and television shows that replicated its grim aesthetic. Uh, Some of those include the film Kiss the Girls, The Bone Collector, Along Came a Spider, The Pledge, uh, The Saw series, and the TV series Prodigal Son. The superhero film The Batman that came out last year has a very similar style and tone, and Rolling Stone said, quote, it's part superhero blockbuster, part 70s anti-hero homage, and part 7 remake.
1: Okay.
0: Any chance I can get talk about Batman, I'll take it. <laughs> Seven's use of alternative music by the Nine Inch Nails is also seen as contributing to the increased use of songs in films, such as Final Destination, *Laura Croft Tomb Raider, and OG Resident Evil
1: okay interesting
0: remember manson did the stuff for that
1: right right
0: piece of shit you, human uh, amazing score for that movie uh you i still can listen no long you can
1: no longer buy the vagina candle damn it yeah i tried i was gonna buy you one it's 70 dollars
0: <laughs> in 2002 i would i would uh do a live smell uh we could record a video we could do a live smelling in 2002, <laughs> New Line Cinema proposed a sequel named Eight with oh ei the number eight ht that would be based on a repurposed spec script uh, about a psychic serial killer who is pursued by a similarly psychic detective. The idea was abandoned after the entire principal cast and crew, including Freeman and Pitt, expressed zero interest in returning. Fincher said, and I quote. I would be less interested in that than I would be in having cigarettes put out in my eyes.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't blame him. Holy shit, what a bad idea that would have been.
0: Well, Justin, the script was made into a standalone thriller named Solace, which came out in 2015, which was a critical and commercial failure.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> uh, and then I found this, this article on creepycatalog.com that has 50 trivia items, about seven. Okay. And I was just going to kind of give some until we get bored of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, Go for it.
0: They have it grouped in uh, like different sections. So the first one is trivia about the origin story. Okay. Screenwriter Andrew Kevin Walker was working as a uh, depressed employee at Tower Records in New York City when it occurred to him that he merely had to walk down the streets of Manhattan to see at least one of the seven deadly sins being committed. And because of that, he began imagining his script.
1: Hmm, that's actually pretty cool.
0: Walker then sent his script to writer friend named David Cope, who forwarded it to his agent, who was the one who found the buyer at New Line Cinema. After reading the script, Cope reportedly told Walker that he needed professional help. <laughs> 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 Director Fincher says the camera work was inspired by the TV reality show Cops, specifically how the camera is in the backseat peering over people's shoulders.
1: I actually really enjoy that like, when, when they are in the cops, uh-huh. specifically like Towards the end.
0: Yep. Just, yep. Yeah. While filming the sloth victim scene, the actor playing SWAT officers were not informed that the victim was a living person rather than a prop. Their reaction was genuine. So, Dr. Cox, the SWAT yeah, agent, Oh, uh,
1: yeah. I, I, that's weirdly enough. That is a fact I knew.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. It yeah. took over 14 hours to put the makeup on the sloth victim. Damn. For the greed scene, Gene Borkin, the actor who plays the victim, was hog-tied and wore only underwear for most of the shooting. He was drenched in more than two gallons of fake blood, which was so thick and sticky that his knees became glued to the floor during filming. Oh, no. One of the scenes was shot in L.A.'s Ambassador Hotel, where Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated. The film's dark look was achieved through a process known as Bleach Bypass. When the film was developed, the silver in the film was left intact, which gave everything a brooding, shadowy veneer.
1: Hmm. Cool stuff. I mean, it worked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actor Bob Mack, who played the victim in the gluttony scene, wore plugs in his ears and nostrils so that the seven crates of live cockroaches that were poured over him in the scene would not crawl inside his orifices. However, according to Mack, at least one was able to wriggle inside his underwear.
1: Uh Uh-oh. (laughs)
0: Uh (laughs) nearly every every scene in the film takes place while it's raining this was not intentional it just happened to be raining while they were filming Brad Pitt's scenes because he had to hurry between that and a set of 12 Monkeys which also came out in
1: 1995 oh man whoa
0: the victim tied to the bed for a year was a very skinny actor who weighed only 90 pounds at the time of filming and he wore a set of oversized teeth to make his head look even smaller and more malnourished The only murder that's actually shown on screen is at the end, when Mills shoots John Doe while he's in police custody.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I never actually thought about that. Huh. Cool.
0: Yeah, all the other murders happen off screen, and the audience only sees the bloody, nauseating aftermath. Harrison Ford, Al Pacino, William Hurt, Robert Duvall, and Gene Hackman were all considered for the role of Somerset before Morgan Freeman was cast.
1: I think they made it right—the right choice by going with Morgan 100%. Freeman. One
0: hundred percent. Could you imagine not Pacino in this after watching *Devil's Advocate*? No. 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 Denzel. I mean,
1: yes, but not—not not, not hitting it as <laughs> not hitting it out of the park.
0: Denzel well Washington, Sylvester Stallone, Kevin Costner and Nicolas Cage were all considered for the role of David Mills before Brad Pitt was cast. Oh, my God. Did they,
1: again, (laughs) make the right choice? I
0: think Denzel would have been really interesting. I'm a sucker for Denzel Washington. Like... Yeah. But Eh. the right choice was made. Yeah. Actor Ned Betty and R.E.M. singer Michael Stipe were considered for the role of John Doe before who was cast was ultimately cast.
1: Mm -hmm. Interesting.
0: Spacey... John Doe was only cast two days before filming began although Denzel originally turned down the role of David Mills after deeming the script to be too dark he expressed regret after seeing the finished product so did Sylvester Stallone
1: interesting oh okay shit. that's cool this
0: movie is fantastic yeah horror maestro Guillermo del Toro turned down an offer to direct seven claiming the script's worldview was too negative for him <laughs>
1: What the fuck? And then what happened to him?
0: <laughs> so Fincher, who was the director of Seven, only directed one film before, Alien 3. And he fought so often well with producers on that project, he said, I thought I'd rather die of colon cancer than do another movie. Fincher said he agreed to direct Seven because of the script. It's psychologically violent. It implies so much, and not about why you did but who did it. He called the script a meditation on evil instead of a police procedural. Hmm. Fincher said he wanted the credits to look as if a killer had written them success. And whereas most film credits run from the bottom to the top of the screen, this one is top to bottom.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Never thought of it. Yeah. Some of the things you don't think about until they're just like told to you. Yeah.
0: The word fuck is said in all its variants are heard 74 times in the film with the majority coming from Brad Pitt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Walker, the screenwriter, named Morgan Freeman's character William Somerset after his favorite writer W. Somerset Maugham. In one scene, and Somerset discusses Maugham's novel *Of Human Bondage*.
1: Oh, cool!
0: Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Uh, seven was the seventh highest-grossing film of 1995. Weird. Very weird. Every building in the first scene starts with the number seven. The sloth victim is found on the third floor apartment. Sloth is considered the third deadly sin.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: The body count is eight. This includes those attacks for the seven deadly sins, as well as the homicide that Somerset was investigating before he teamed up with Mills. Hmm. After initial reading of the script, director David Fincher highly approved of the film Cut to Black after Mills shoots John Doe in the head. Then Fincher's agent told him he'd been sent the wrong script. The producers felt the audiences wouldn't like such a dark ending, which would be financially risky. In an alternate ending, it turned out that John Doe did not murder Mill's wife, but he instead sent, but he instead spends the rest of his life in jail. That would have been a that,
1: that would have been a bad ending to this movie.
0: Uh, another alternate ending has a shootout, which takes place in a burning church where Mill's character dies. What the fuck? And another ending has Somerset killing Doe to prevent uh, Mills from doing it.
1: That I can kind of see. That would be interesting,
0: right? Yeah. That would be like a different kind they, of... There's
1: thing. a way they could play that where it would work really well.
0: Since he was already retiring, he was trying... Like I think there could have been something where that. Yeah. Brad Pitt said he would not continue shooting the movie unless Mills shooting Doe in the head. According to Pitt, with seven, I said, I will do it on one condition. The head stays in the box. Put it in the contract that the head stays in the box. Actually, there's a second thing, too. He got to shoot the killer in the end. He doesn't do the right thing. He does the thing of passion. Once test audiences approved of Fincher's dark ending, the producers allowed him to go with it. Nice. And one concession that Fincher had to make to producers is instead of cutting to black after Mill shoots, though... Somerset is heard reading a solemn quote by Hemingway. Oh. Alright, and that's it. The rest of it's kind of stuff, but that's like the big things.
1: Interesting. Interesting. I like that.
0: Yeah, I, I think trivia is fun in the end. <laughs> so, plot. Uh, very quick summary. Yep. Somerset is an old grizzled cop who's getting ready to retire. Mills is his replacement, and they both get brought on to a case about a killer who is killing people based around the seven deadly sins. Uh, as we dive into it, Somerset kind of gets to meet Mills' wife and gets to know about him. They're kind of learning off of each other. And there isn't really an- any animosity or even, like, really any friendship. It's more like a respect, like a passing of the torch between the two of them. Because they're both their different backgrounds, they are able to figure out who John Doe is. Yeah. And they're able to kind of hunt him down. So they get him, they capture him, and John Doe
1: is that how that happens or does he come to the police station and go you're looking for me
0: that's true i guess i (laughs) i was thinking about the police chase through the apartment complex okay yeah shoot out the gun to the head and oh okay but after all that happens john Doe does turn (laughs) himself in uh and they're sitting there talking and they're and they convince him to take him out to the desert so they're out there, and they have the police cop there in the sky. <sighs> and they see a car driving up. And so Somerset runs over to the car to intercept it. And this whole time, John Doe's is just chirping in Mills' ear. Just, like, talking to him about his life and all this stuff and about what his crimes were and everything. And there's a delivery driver, and he hands him a box. And Somerset opens the box. And we don't know what's inside the box yet. But as Somerset yeah. is running back to Mills and Doe doe, uh, doe starts to tell him what happened and so he went to yeah. his house he tried to play he tried to play husband and wife he ended up killing his wife the wife was pregnant with a kid which Mills did not know about and Somerset's trying his best but he realizes that he's not gonna be able to talk him down yeah Brad Pitt kills John Doe. Wish they kind of cut to black because that would have been real that heavy. That would have been a wolf, yeah. But then it's Brad Pitt in the back of a police car, just mentally fucked. Yeah, and like I said, um, reads off the quote, and movie's over.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wait. I mean, it's it's fantastic. But I fucking love this movie.
0: <laughs> I. I messaged you because I watched it the day before you did, and as I was watching it, like, there is something about like that really gritty, like crime thriller. Yeah, and this is the movie that kind of started it. Like all the ones that kind of came after is because of this.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: What did you think of the religious nature of the killings? Like, were you did you follow like the logic and stuff behind it? Do you think that was well done? Like all these years later.
1: I mean, yeah, like. I mean how do i agree with it <laughs> no okay, I'm fucking that. psychopath
0: yeah yeah i'm <laughs> asking like like, do you like I, mean, I know a lot of times like some of these plots get really convoluted i'm asking if you felt this was convoluted at all
1: no i mean i, I actually think it was like really well thought out and mm-hmm. kind of presented it presented in a way that makes sense obviously like do i like do i understand why he's doing it yeah i mean he's just like a fucking psychopath. crazy yeah he's a psychopath but I do like follow his, not his train of thought, but like it makes sense. Like it does okay. <laughs> this is good. So I think up. you took
0: my question the wrong way. What, I'm, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I was asking is the end is built upon this idea that Doe was able to get into Brad Pitt's apartment, be there long enough to commit the final murder. Right. Yeah. And so that's why I'm asking because I was, I, I even skipped that part when i was giving my plot summary of like, Doe turned himself in. I was asking, do you feel that that big revelation was earned?
1: I do. Yeah. I I I really do. Yeah. Um, Especially because like, it, one of the things I love about this movie is that like, they could have taken this in so many like weird, supernatural, like ways that really wouldn't have fit in with the rest of the movie. And to make it kind of end on that point of, John Doe saying like I am yes envy uh, envy like him realize he him kind of coming to the realization that he is a sin himself and like putting in a, basically like making it so he would die obviously as well and yep. that's like his goal is complete now um, he completed
0: his masterwork
1: yeah exactly and he and like people would know him for it basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they didn't, they had, we see movies kind of like this, um, where they start off with like a really strong idea and they kind of just like go off the rails because like, Oh, it's, it's like there was actually a, a, you know, a real angel or a real devil hidden in, in, or like, Oh, they were possessed or something. But no, this, like, this is all based in reality and like, we'll get to those later, but like, (laughs) this could happen yes <laughs> um
0: and, and no, that's yeah. i i fully agree with you and the reason why i ask you is we obviously we did the saw series with rachel and mars right
1: yeah completely uh realistic just just like this movie
0: well the first one is though <laughs> Yeah,
1: the first one yes absolutely and that and this... are you, wait are you telling me that saw 3d is not realistic? rachel's
0: favorite <laughs> no <laughs> unfortunately the lover's triangle <laughs> and the public square is not but, like, I was thinking about the OG Saw, and I was thinking about movies like The Departed, right? Like, there's this really gritty films with all these, like, twists and yeah, the twists being earned. Because yeah. I think so much and so often we're given movies or whatever where, like, all this – like, you said, all this bullshit happens and it isn't earned. Like, yeah. this script felt so meticulous. Like, the guy being kept there for a year, the – yeah. The, the fat guy, like, being, like, forced to, like, sit there and eat and do nothing else but eat. Yeah. Like, the, the lust, right? Like, all, everything that happens is, like, so set out. And it's really crazy to me that once they are able to figure out, like, John Doe through his, like, library records, right? And they go to his apartment. Yeah. How, like, things start getting messier. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's even, even then, he's still ahead of them. It's not until he turns himself in that they're able to kind of go from there. Yeah. And... It's just a really tight script, and I like when movies or games or whatever, like, hold to, like, we aren't giving a happy ending just because that's what people want. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, like, it's giving like a more it, it feels like more realistic it feels more grounded in reality where it's like yeah no we're not all like walking away with this happy-go-lucky like yeah, it's shit not happy,
0: it's fucking sucks and that yeah i mean i was even thinking about again i was this movie had you think about a lot of things but it's like <laughs> i know when we reviewed the last of us too rachel and i strongly disagree about the ending right yeah because ellie gets abby like right there it's about to get her revenge for everything for everything that she's lost because of it and yeah she lets her go and like i still stand by that that's not realistic like I I, I, I I get that it's happier, but it's not like what humans do. If Brad Pitt didn't kill John Doe in that moment, this movie this movie would have had like it would have sucked. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, well, it would yeah. have been a bummer. It Would have been a bummer. Like it would have been a great yeah. ride and like mess up the ending.
1: They would have Stephen King it.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like I think this like you said the Somerset ending could have been interesting depending upon how they played it out.
1: Yeah. that would have had it. That would have been like. They would have had to like really find a good way to play that in. But I do think it could have worked.
0: It, it definitely could have worked if done like if handled properly. Like, yeah, it would have been
1: it would have been a tight uh, walk, but I yeah. think they could have done it.
0: But that, that's, but I, I'm happy you agree. And like again, this movie is not providing you with a happy view of the world. It is not oh God, no it is not looking at things through rose colored glasses. And it could be really hard watch for people because, like, probably the hardest thing about it, like you said, there's a realism to this that oh, fucking yeah. sucks.
1: Yeah, big time.
0: All right, I gave it a ten. I, I would have gave it a ten. Thing.
1: Yeah, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> it's great.
0: Cinematography. Uh, this is also really easy. Um, oh, it's amazing! It like created like, a genre.
1: Yeah, and to th- I mean to think back when they're going to the desert. There's, it's, like, the shot in the back, and it kind of, like, switches back and forth, obviously, as, they, yep. as John Doe's talking, and they're talking, but, like, there's so many iconic shots, like, even how they frame the box, because we never <sighs> actually see, like, fully inside the box.
0: Mm-hmm. We never see anything, and, we never see, like, we see, like, a little bit of hair.
1: Yeah, well, exactly, like, they frame it so perfectly, and, like, but it's, it gives us just enough that, like, we realize when they do kind of thing, like there's a lot of like pl- meticulous planning and like very precise shots that I don't know. It makes it like feel more like a complete ride and like the you're going on a in journey the
0: apartment complex. Yes. Is when you're describing it right there is what comes to mind for me. Yeah. Cause we have three different POVs and it flips between all three of them in a way that isn't jarring and you're able to follow yeah. the narrative and when we lose john doe it doesn't feel like it was like a trick you know what yeah, I mean? yeah
1: absolutely yeah 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 and I, yeah and you know, I, I mean uh, and the movie is filled with stuff like that like it's yeah
0: the filming of the sloth like not letting the actors know that that was
1: that was. is perfect that see that kind of stuff reminds me of like when they were filming the original <laughs> tcm and yeah. they didn't and like Leatherface wasn't like nobody knew what they they looked like, Mm -hmm. or like the The kids in it. um, Yeah, the kids in it, or like in Hellraiser, nobody knew. um, Bradley, Bradley, like it's 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 weird to like traumatize your actors, but
0: that trauma (laughs) is so. At least in in this instance, the trauma is so brief. But what we get from that in this scene, in particular. Like, cause, like, Doctor Cox is like, like a badass SWAT agent who's like, he's yeah. like, disturbed, but he's not like freaked out. And his fear then, in that moment when it, when the body moves, is, is real, palpable. Yeah, because it's absolutely. Real. And I'm not like I don't think people should be like.
1: No, uh, no, that's not what I meant. Yeah. By by talking about it like that, I just <laughs> mean like, <laughs> it works. It <laughs> like works. It I don't agree with works. it, but it works.
0: And one of the things that I love about the cinematography so much is because people know, like, I'm not a big torture porn guy. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. This movie is dark. It is bloody. It is gory. There's a lot of nasty shit in it. But like I said in the trivia stuff, it's all hidden. It's all kind of post. It's all, like, you're seeing what had yeah, happened.
1: Yeah, you're, you're kind of left to your own devices, but, like, how it happened.
0: Yes, and because of that, like, my imagination is a far worse place than what I can see on the TV. Yeah. And James Wan obviously took note of that because he does the same thing in Saw. Yeah. Like, think back oh, to that man. original Saw. Like, there really isn't any on-screen violence. It's all, like, implied.
1: Oh, man. Fucking Saw tennis coming out this October.
0: <laughs> I know. I, I forgot about that. I need to add our, it to our running <laughs> list. But, like, I don't know. I think that yeah. this... And, again, similar to the plot, this cinematography style created a whole genre.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And when you do that, like, it puts you on a level by yourself. Yeah. I gave it a I 10. I
1: mean, there is there, a reason. I also gave it a 10. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's there's a reason that, I mean, like, everybody's seen Seven, and, every, like, it's a highly regarded movie for a reason. Yeah. I mean...
0: Why
1: don't you I go first in audio? Okay. Um, I think everybody knows. It. <laughs> yes, I agree. Like, okay. <laughs> um, this is kind of the hard part when like everything is good. It's, it's so, so easy. It's yeah, so it's just easy. like it was great. It was fantastic. I mean, I think everybody really like lands their performance in a way that elevates this movie, and like you really feel like each of these characters are their own people and not just like okay you're caricatures you're or like yeah, yes they feel grounded in reality even to the point of like John Doe like it's fucked up but yeah, hey we'll, we'll guess get the what
0: Kevin Spacey out of the room Kevin Spacey is a piece of shit oh yeah but as an actor there are some roles that he was in where he is mesmerizing like American Beauty is one of them and I think this yeah. is another one Uh
1: I, I like Usual Suspects as usually,
0: well yes, I always forget suspects yeah. they're fucking right but like his performance is John Doe him turning himself in the conversation in the cop car heading out to the desert his conversation mm-hmm. with Mills as he's like confessing his yeah. sin well because
1: that's the thing is we only really get him for the last 10-15 minutes of the mm-hmm.
0: movie and like the fact that they don't bill Kevin Spacey's even being in the movie
1: yeah which is so smart by the way it's like, so
0: smart like, modern trailers would have had him in the first fucking scene.
1: Yeah, they would have had him, like, walking into the police station. That would have been, like, the first thing.
0: And, like, when, when I read those casting choices for both Mills and Somerset, like, there's a lot of, like, interesting combinations. And I think the combination that was most odd would probably be Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. Because those are, like, two very different kinds of actors at two different, yeah. like, points in their careers, too. But they play together. so so, well so brilliantly like 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 i said it's not really like they're friends it's more like a father-son kind of relationship than it is like friends because like i said somerset's retiring he's heading out and mills is this gun hungry Like wants to like get into this area wants to dive into it yeah And, and like there's this reverence that brad pitt has for morgan freeman like sometimes he can't control Like our first instance is like we have to get a warrant we can't just go in here like okay 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 you're right and he just fucking kicks the door down (laughs) it's like sorry it's open now and it's just (laughs) like there's so many scenes like that and that is another thing that makes that final sequence so brutal yeah is that like somerset knows like i can't stop you like if the only person who's going to stop this is you, and I, I know you can't do it, and it it's, it plays through the character and like the pain and like Pitt's trying, like you literally feel him trying to like, I don't know, yeah, like I yeah, I wish we got movies like this. I think A twenty four does it every once in a while, where it's just like it's not like a cookie cutter. They take risks. They put actors who we know, who are good actors, and push them to do something different. Yeah. And I don't know. Then you have fucking nine inch nails <laughs> providing the score for this fucking thing. <laughs> like I was asking Kyle, I was like, why well, did you ever seen this before? It's like, well, honestly, when I whenever the opening credits would start, it scared me, so I turned it off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amazing.
0: And it's just like I get it, and like to, and like I, that's why I was going through the trivia. I never would have thought that seven was what inspired them to start putting this, like, alternative rock music into stuff. Because, yeah, yeah Manson fucking sucks. That score for Resident Evil movie is amazing. I listen to yeah. it probably every week. It is fucking cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: so is the shit for this. And, like, it's just – it's it's great. I gave it a 10.
1: I also gave it a ten. <laughs> so
0: how scary I think is gonna be where I'm not giving it a, a ten this time. I'll just come out and say Yeah, that.
1: either my so
0: you're you're good. So there's kind of two things. The first is that the movie didn't scare me like it did when I was a kid where I was waiting for like the next crime scene to happen. Okay. I definitely was more along for the plot ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like unraveling. Yeah, the absolutely. Diving yeah. into the religious stuff. That being said, all those like murder tableaus. Yeah. Holy fuck. For no yeah. violence on screen, the implications were just.
1: Yeah. I, I think the ones that like got me were, were like specifically uh Oh my god, sloth, and uh lust, uh, glut- gluttony. Honestly, not
0: lust. Lust is one that always fucked me up.
1: Yeah, dude gets fucked in the ass with a <laughs> knife dildo. <laughs> Whew!
0: But yeah, sloth, especially yeah. when you're older and you're understanding that he was there for a year.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> oof, oof,
0: and all the fucking hanging deodorants and stuff. And so like, so, like, that's kind of, like, where it goes down. But the reason why it comes back up, and I was actually texting Kyle about this because, like, this wasn't as scary as I thought it was. And my message back to him was it's because we've seen a lot worse in the real world. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a lot of really terrible things that happen. Like, in America, it seems like almost every single day there's some kind of mass shooting. Yeah. And I think we've almost been numbed where this came out people thought this was like too far or pushing too many boundaries or however you want to phrase it and i don't know like i think it's dark i think it's grim i think there's a lot of really heavy shit in it i think it is scary at times the body moving even though i knew it was coming i still jump because yeah same i mean same here that so...
1: that gets me every time so
0: and it is grim and stuff but if we're being like honest and realistic i think the modern world is
1: scarier. It's scarier. <laughs> yep. and no, I agree. That's yeah.
0: a fucking awful thing to say.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, th- times have changed. <laughs>
0: you have any other thoughts for how scary?
1: No, I mean I'm kind of in the same boat. Like it didn't scare me as much as it used to, but I mean there's definitely things that still get to me. But
0: the modern world like go nothing like opening Twitter in the morning. A <laughs> man, I gave it a seven and a half. I gave it a six. Alright, to review our scores, we got 10s all the way through plot, cinematography, audio from Justin and myself. For How Scary, I gave it a 7.5, Justin gave it a 6. That gives it, here's Johnny, final score of a 92. First time we've had a 90 in a while, Jay.
1: Yeah, when was the last 90?
0: Um, Let me look. Doo, doo, doo. Last 90 for film.
1: Yeah, actually, if you're looking at film, I'll look at game.
0: The last 90 for film was when we did Nope.
1: Bioshock was the last game. That
0: game was. Resident
1: Evil 4 remake was 89.375. So, because you hated
0: hated, uh, Ada so much. Oh, man. (laughs) Yep.
1: (laughs) Stand by that.
0: Okay. So, that actually puts seven in our top 10. Because if they're tied, I kind of keep them together. Yeah. Uh, It is tied, Justin, with Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, the video game.
1: Fantastic game.
0: And what we do in the shadows, the movie.
1: Nice, nice, nice.
0: Right below it, movie wise, we have The Conjuring, Doctor Sleep, and Jaws. And right above it, movie wise, we have Shaun of the Dead, Scream, and Nope.
1: Man, I want to rewatch Nope. I feel like I need to rewatch that sometime soon.
0: It's definitely a summer movie. So like now is kind of the time. Yeah. But Shit. that is our review of Seven. We're going to head into the, get a commercial break in here, go to the closing, and then go to the campfire.
1: ghosts split souls monsters sociopathic villains cold-blooded murders and nightmares becoming reality does this sound like horror to you actually these are all things that can be found in the harry potter series
0: it can be scarier than you might think i'm katie and i'm audrey and in
1: our podcast wizard studies we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more light-hearted stuff we can be found anywhere you listen to your podcast, and on Instagram and
0: Facebook as Wizards Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies.
1: Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny.
0: Justin? Yes? Next week we're doing The Mist.
1: Oh man, <laughs> so fucking
0: depressing. So have you read the short story like the Nirvana, The Mist? Uh,
1: no, but let me open my Audible app.
0: It's really short. Like it's, it's like a it's it's only like two hundred pages, I think.
1: Oh, well, I'm not gonna
0: So the audiobook would be really even faster than that.
1: Yeah, oh, man, yeah. Um
0: uh, How many hours um, is it? Like four?
1: I, dude, I haven't even opened a huddle. Oh <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um The Mist, right? Yep. Man, you know what we didn't do in Aliens? What? Uh Tommy Knockers? Dreamcatcher
0: didn't do Dreamcatcher. catcher
1: I, I fucking love that movie really yeah i it is weirdly enough it's probably one of my like honestly one the of my top favorite i oh, mean ass weasels is fucked <laughs> it's probably one of my top favorite like uh stephen king movies Have you read the book uh no you did check haven't. the
0: book out the book's good too
1: so the mist is five hours
0: okay so it's up to you um I will tell you I, I
1: have I have four credits because I haven't used them on anything, so
0: I read yeah. the book before I saw the movie, obviously. Okay. Um The book remember how talk about how it was seven. There's like a happy and a sad way it could have ended, one felt real, one felt different. Yeah. We said the Stephen King way would have been the happy ending.
1: Stephen King, Stephen King himself.
0: Stephen King in the Mist is a happy ending. Okay. The Mist movie that we're watching.
1: Oh, I know how that movie ends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's coming next. And then to kind of give the rundown. Then it'll be the last Exorcism, which Justin hasn't seen. And no, I, I am not. so excited to watch with you. I, I'm a sucker for found footage, first off. Yeah, I am not. I know. So I'm hoping you like it because it's awesome. And then we're doing House of the Devil uh, and then Insidious. A little more James Wan on the podcast.
1: Yeah, and there's like a new Insidious coming out uh-huh. that's like a, it's like
0: a, a direct sequel to two.
1: Interesting.
0: So if we have from with Insidious, we could do two, skip the weird ones, and then just go right to the new one. I
1: think I watched Last Key. Is that one? Yeah, of them? And I think the know. new one
0: is like the Red Door. Yeah. I don't
1: know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they're yeah. bringing
0: back everybody from one and two.
1: Yes, I did see that, including
0: uh, Darth Maul. Uh huh. So I, I am <laughs> I am intrigued. But that's all we have for the show this week. Justin, any thoughts?
1: No, I'm good.
0: All right, let's head... Uh, well, actually, patrons, stick around. We're headed to to the campfire. And everyone else, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast. And you can find Larry at beaver la you can find justin at pickle thing and you can
1: email the show at here's johnny podcast at gmail.com you can look us up on facebook at here's johnny podcast
0: as always in the show notes you can find links to the discord and to the website we are also on instagram at here's johnny underscore podcast
1: also in the show notes we'll have a link to the twitch and youtube channels and if you would like to support the show you can head on over to patreon.com slash here's johnny podcast every cent goes into the show and yeah we just really use it to make the show better again i just want to say thank you very much to our patrons Uh, you guys help make this possible
0: but yeah patreon is the way we support the show we are looking to get rich and like justin said every dollar every cent it all goes back in there's some pretty cool tiers so hit on look at that
1: but until next week see you guys later